Are you ready to uncover hindrances blocking your dreams? Welcome to Reveal the Diamond Within podcast. I'm your host, author, and national pageant winner, Joanna Harabedian. Through thought-provoking interviews, inspiring stories, and teachings, we help you shine in the four pillars of strength for emotional, spiritual, physical, and financial breakthrough. It's time to step into your God-given greatness. It's your time. Hello, to everyone. Welcome to Reveal the Diamond Within. I'm Joanna Harabedian, your host. And today we have an incredible guest who's going to be speaking with us. Um, she's a dear friend of mine, and her name is Debbie Short. And she is one of the most incredible women I have met and has a phenomenal story that she's going to be sharing with us. I want to just give you guys a brief int- introduction to Debbie. She has impacted multiple spheres with government, with media, with the church body, and she is very gifted prophetically. I'm going to have her pray for you all after uh, she shares her journey. And this is part one of uh, Debbie Short's uh, health journey uh, to freedom. And as you guys know, Reveal the Diamond Within is about going over and getting victory over the four pillars in your life, the health pillar, the financial pillar, the the spiritual pillar, and the emotional pillar. And so today we're going to really focus on the emotional, the spiritual, and and the health pillar. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you Ms. Debbie Short, and she's going to share her journey of victory and how she got there with her health. Welcome, Debbie. It's so good to have you. I'm excited to be here, Joanna. This is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it's going to be I, a I lot really of fun. I only pray for revelation to come out in the midst of our conversation. Yes. So I, I pray it's just us talking like we would if we were having girl talk. Yeah, exactly. But what comes out of it is revelation of how someone else can walk forward also, you know. Yeah. So I want to I want to have you share about where you started and share a little bit about your background and so they can get to know you a little bit. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I think my journey began back when I was a teenager mm-hmm. and I was raised in a home that wasn't conducive for my growth. That's right. the best way I can put it. Yeah. A lot of divorce, um, shifting around in families, parents that didn't know how to take responsibility for their choices. You know, they were more interested in their lifestyle and what they had going on. And, mm-hmm. and probably I would say from eight to 10, I kind of started learning who Jesus was with nobody teaching me, just praying about things. Right. Um, at 16, I had an incredible experience that uh, my mom handed me a Bible one day and said, you know, if, if you want to know about this, go read about it. I know everything about it, but it doesn't work for me. And I'd taken it in my bedroom and flipped it over and over and over. It was one of those great big white family Bibles. Mm-hmm. And, and I told God, you have one chance to show me you're real. And I said, I don't care if I have wealth, riches before men, honor before men. But if a child comes to me and wants to know about you, I ask you for wisdom and knowledge that you will grant me these things. And I flipped it over probably for a half hour because I didn't like I knew what I was going to read, but I didn't. Right. But I didn't want to I didn't want to ever feel guilty of that. I concocted up God's answer to me. Right. And so I flipped and flipped and flipped and I pointed and it was in second Samuel and it said, because you have not asked me 
for riches and wealth and honor before men, but you have asked me for wisdom and knowledge. I will grant these things so you can teach my people. I was 16 years old. Wow. And at the beginning of gaining weight, you know, I probably weighed 170 when you're a teenager and everybody else's thin pencil rails, uh, that was hippie and curvy and, and they didn't have clothes back in the seventies for overweight women. They just didn't. So you had to go into the women's department and, and looking for things. And so then that began me working and starting to eat processed foods, processed food chemicals. I didn't know they were putting chemicals in food back then. So I became addicted to high starches and sugars and, you know, all the French fries and, and, and it, then it wasn't just eating a small thing. It was eating double then triple. And, right. and probably by the time I was 19 years old, I weighed around 195 mm-hmm. and I got married. And the day I got married, I weighed 195 and just thought I was huge. Mm. And uh, that progressed into a couple of years having children. I don't blame my kids. These were my choices to eat the foods I ate, but I became addicted to especially sugars, mm. uh, probably all the gluten issues and, and didn't know back then. Right. And I would just graze all day long. I mean, I would just constantly not because I wasn't eating good food. Right. I was eating junk food. And um, so by the time I had both my kids, I was over 200. Wow. And then within that year, I went up over 300 and then, and then I just quit weighing, you know, you just kind of hide after that. And, and I can remember going to see my in-laws and weighing 305 pounds. And that was the first time over 300. I think my kids were four and five Mm -hmm. and they're now in their forties. And I have, I have just finally gone to the lowest that I was when my kids were born Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been a 40 year process. Wow. So you've lost what over 200 pounds so far? Uh, I've probably lost about 247 somewhere in wow. there. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. With a, and a lot of trial and error because doctors today do not know how to tell you how to lose weight. They're learning more about it right now mm-hmm. where they can be helpful. But before it was, you know, how do you tell someone you change 20 pounds in one day because you've eaten something that's bloating you? Right. You know, and, and you, you know, there's just nobody would listen, you know, and then it, it just got to the point when you gain weight like that. I, when they could weigh me, I had to be weighed in a hospital bed. There was nothing large enough that could weigh me. And I had health issues that were starting in. And I, when they weighed me in that bed that I can say I have medical proof, I was 457 pounds, but I'd already lost about 50. So I was probably very close to 500. Wow. And how tall are you? I'm five foot two. Wow. I know I was bigger around than I was tall and some, and and, and I was just full from here to here. I I know one day my youngest son, he goes, mommy, he goes, you look like you're going to pop. (laughs) <laughs> and I was, I was just kind of offended, but he was, you know, probably 12 and he was expressing that he was very worried about me. Right. Exactly. Know? And I was even, even at 350 pounds, I still had a lot of energy climbing ladders. I was a floral designer, designing sets and things like that. And it didn't stop me 
But progressively, it got to where I just couldn't hardly move. And so when they weighed me and I found somebody challenged me when I went to the doctor and they weighed me in a bed. Mm -hmm. And when I found out I weighed 457 pounds, I had them document it because I just thought I can't stay here. I can't stay here. I didn't know how long it was going to take. And if I knew how long it was going to take, and I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm where most people are when they start their diet, you know, wow. and, and, and I've still, I, I'd like to be around 175, some, somewhere in there. It, it seems more plausible to me now, but I'm, I'm within, I'll just say it this way. I'm within 40 pounds of going into the one hundreds. That's amazing. You should be so proud of yourself. That's incredible, I, Debbie. It, well, it's, you know, you, you can have your journey. Yes. And you still make choices to just go, eh, today I don't care. I'm going to eat what I want. And right. then you said, and I, and it's usually a setback for at least a week because mm-hmm. I'm bringing those poisons back in. And the cleaner I eat, the more my body goes, oh, uh-uh, we're not doing that. I know you like groceries, but you got to find some better groceries to eat, you know? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And and now that I'm eating really good, satiating, nutrient-filled foods. Right. My body is satisfied. Right. But it's not, you know, the things that I want. Because I still have a, well, some things I have a taste for. Some things I'm like, oh, why did I like this? You right. know, but, but I'm a girl that I can put away the food and, and I like to eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was comforting to me. And I, you know, my, my family had alcoholics in it, parents. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I said, I will never do that. Mm-hmm. Well, all I did was change exchange addictions. Right. <laughs> you know, I went for volume, but you know, I thought I was good, you know. Right. And it's amazing the lies we tell ourselves or we believe mm-hmm. instead of getting truth in us. Mm-hmm. You know, what were some and of the lies to... that you believed about yourself? What um, <clears throat> I wanted comfort. I had uh, and and uh, food was co- as comforting to me as alcohol was to my family. Mm-hmm. And I think that it still feeds those endorphins and whatever goes on in your brain. You know, I'm still kind of learning about some of that stuff, but I've yeah. learned if you don't feed that monster, then it doesn't arise. But, you know, I can, I can cheat in a day and I get the taste for those you know, like chemicals and chips and, and the different things that you just, your body just goes, Hmm, I kind of like that. Right. And, and I can't find comfort in those things. And I've had to learn to find comfort in the Holy spirit, mm-hmm. praying, wow. witnessing, sharing, you know, and, um, and it never fails. I don't know if you go through this, but when you're walking through a really hard test mm-hmm. or you're at a point of breakthrough, like, I, I hit the wall at 300. I could not get through that 300 mark. And finally the day came when I was like seven or eight pounds below it. Wow. But, but it was a two or three month journey that my body's just like, meh, we, we're not giving that up. We kind of like this place right now. And the cleaner you eat, your body requires those nutrients to change. It does. And, and then it's, it's always, I always say, this is a test. It's only a test. Like back in the 60s. <laughs> and in about right. 60 seconds, it'll be over with. But you have a choice to make today. And I didn't always make the greatest choices. Could I have been through this a lot sooner? I believe that I could have. Right. 
but I'm pretty stubborn mm. and I want my way sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Debbie's way is not the best way. Right. God's way is the best way. And one right. night I went to, one night I went to bed and I just felt like the Lord said, you know, if you ate what I made, you'd find great satisfaction in those things. Well, say that again. Both. Say that again for our listeners. Um, well, I felt I, in the dream, I felt yeah. like the Lord told me, if you will eat what I have made and not eat processed foods, and it was all pointing back to it was the processed foods that were causing issue. Right. And, and so I felt like God said, why don't you take up the challenge and start eating what I make? And I'm like, hmm, green beans, potatoes. But then, then there's still some of those foods that I'm, I was a diabetic. I was running numbers in the four and five hundreds. Wow. And I've completely, I want, I'll never reverse the diabetes but I've reversed it to where I'm not on any medications, no insulin, no diabetic medications. And I'm, and I'm running wow. in the low one hundreds, you know, and that's miraculous to me. That and is so, miraculous. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So you just have to kind of start contending for the things that God has spoken over you. Mm-hmm. And it's a mindset change, Joanna. You have to change your thinking, right? You have to start, you know, when you weigh 450 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, you don't think very well of yourself. No. I didn't want to be in pictures. In fact, I mean, I've got pictures and I made sure that there were some good pictures that taken of me because there were some people who would pray over me and they said, you're going to write a book someday. And I'd laugh because I don't like to write. <laughs> right. <laughs> God's got a sense of humor. Yeah. You know. And so I said, nah, I'm not going to do that, you know, but it keeps coming over me and that I have more than one book in me. Yes. And, and if I had to say that I would want the point of the book to be that our acts of obedience are keys that are far more superior to any other thing that we can do. And there's a reason that God has us walk through things when we're uncomfortable in them. Right. And, and the changing of our mindset, you know, it's like if, Anybody had told me what it was like to be walking as a Christian, I would have gone too hard. Yeah, not doing it. I don't want to go through this. Right. I don't, you know, I keep, I I almost think I need to write a book called Clean Up on Aisle 7. You know, like in the grocery store when something gets broken, especially in the last three years since my husband's passed away, I just feel like it's been, the marring of the clay is being removed. Right. You know, and it's like clean up on aisle seven. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, have to change your, you have to change your thinking. Yeah. You have to change your perspective. Right. And when we're struggling and we're in survival mode, mm-hmm. you choose things that work for you. Right. And, and like my belly used to hang down to my knees. So wow. if I would go upstairs, I would throw my leg out to the right and bring it around and then take a step up. And it becomes such a habit that as I lost weight, I was traveling with a couple girls that I just love dearly, you know, Melissa and Whitney. And, and Alicia goes, why are you throwing your leg out to the side? And I go, I don't know. And she goes, you do it every time you take a step. Why don't you just lift it up in front of you? And I go, I've never been able to do that, you know, for 20 years. And so I'm having to retrain my body to function the way it's supposed to. Like if I fall down on the floor Mm -hmm. for 20 years, I couldn't get up. 
Right. And so in physical therapy, they're training my core to lift my, like, you know, jog in place in the water, lift right. my leg up to my chest, not throw it out to the side. There's so many lessons through all of this, Joanna. Wow. You know, you touched on something really key um, about changing your mindset and the definition of repent means to change your mind. Mm-hmm. And so this is, I think, a, a, a key uh, component here is to now make the decision to change your mind. Mm-hmm. And then you, you start taking those little baby steps like you were doing to mm-hmm. change that. Wow. Mm-hmm. And these are things that, you know, you don't think of, uh, it's, you know, unless you have, are in that situation where you have all that weight and you, right. you did this for 20 years. So your body has been trained for 20 years to respond a certain way, to move a certain way. And right. now you're learning to retrain it. You're literally becoming transformed and renewed in the renewing mm-hmm. of your mind and the renewing of your body. Mm-hmm. As you're walking through this. It's interesting that you're using diamonds. Mm-hmm. as a theme around this because diamonds are come at a great pressure yes and and i used to i used to tell god you know why i'd be in meetings and things and in fact even your husband prayed for me one night and he told me he goes i see you in a progressive healing but it's going to take years Right. And he said, but I see your body going back the way it was supposed to. And so there used to be an old cassette commercial that used to say, make it live and make it memorable. <laughs> you know, so I would just start after David had prayed for me. And this is way this was before you yeah. uh, years ago, you know, and I would just lay hands on myself and go, make it live, make it memorable, make it go back the way it's supposed to, you know. I love and, it. And a lot of it. A lot of it, like my stomach area, when people have lost what I've lost, even after 120 or 30 pounds, their body just drapes in yeah. the middle. Right. And I, I don't know if it's because I've lost it slow enough, mm-hmm. but everything's, I mean, there's a few areas, you know, under the arms and inner thighs that are baggy and saggy, mm-hmm. but I'll take that if I can look yeah. nice and close, you know, but I'm still contending that God, you have said. Mm-hmm. that my body will come back into play and our bodies are amazing. They're really made to heal themselves. They really are. You know, they really are. If you put the right things in it, right. But, you know, you still find out what your stubborn streak is when it's just like, yeah, today I'm going to eat what I want, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I pay for it for a week or two now. And, right. and my body, you know, I, I even started getting little, you know, when you allow disease in, I used to have 18 things that were wrong. Everything from AFib to I didn't have any lung expansion room in my body because I'm really a tiny person. You have never known it several years ago, but I'm, I'm getting narrower and narrower up in the upper region, you know, and the, now the bottom end is finally catching up a little bit, but there's issues inside your body that the damage has been done. And I don't, you know, when they call it disease, it's dis-ease of your body. Right. And we can do it. I, I wish I wish when I was 40 pounds overweight that I could have handled it back then. Mm. But it's like I'd go on a diet for a couple of days and, and, and I just suffer, you know, because right. you have things like food hangovers. They're like a, an alcoholic hangover because you're getting rid of chemicals out of your body. And I 
I just, it was easier to go eat something again that was going to make me feel happy inside right. than it was to be obedient. And right. I realized really how, you know, you talk about your own teenagers sometimes. And I thought I'm as rebellious as they are, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I'm fighting. And, and you know what? I wasn't fighting myself so much as I was fighting God mm. and the direction that he was giving me. And you know where I'm at right now? My acts of obedience will lead in me are going to lead me into being an overcomer. Right. And I, I have the promises from God for being an overcomer. And I want to be one of those ones that are seen in camel fatigues. Mm-hmm. And I go, look, come this way, come this way. Right. Uh, this is something you can choose and it'll make a difference in your life. But Joanna, how do you make decisions to do what I've done? Except for trial and failure, trial and failure, trial and failure. To, it would have been easier at 50 pounds, you would right. think, than waiting right. until I was in the 400s. I had a pastor challenge me. He goes, are you over 400? And I go, ah, no. I, I thought I was like 310, 315. Mm-hmm. To get on a bed and get weighed, I was in total denial where I was at. Wow. And the only thing that, you know, I kept telling, I was going through cancer at the time. Mm-hmm. I had endometrial cancer and it was the size of a, about a seven or eight month old baby or small basketball, you know, is what they said. Wow. And they ended up cutting me hip to hip to remove that cancer. And it was all contained in my uterus, which I was grateful for. Right. But it shoved my lungs up. I used to be on oxygen 24 seven and I had hypoxia. I mean, the list just went on and on. I'm down to about three or four issues right now. That that, are, that's incredible. I mean, really. It, 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 you know, when I look at it and, and, and Joanna, you have the warfare and the battlefields in your mind, right? You, and, and I, I, I don't even want to give the devil credit. I fight me. You can't do that. You're never going to make it. You're, you know, and all these labels that get put on by people who mean well around you. Right. But then you start to believe those things instead of what God says about us. Mm-hmm. And I had to start contending for who he said I was right. and what he said I could do. Right. And I, I want to be a life changer. Right. I, I want if someone, I, the effect that I want to leave is, you know what? She maybe didn't make it all the way across her victory line, but that woman tried. She did it. You know, she tried. And that's what I want to be known as. Right. And, and in the midst of it, in the midst of it, Joanna, God would say to me, will you serve me when you're at your weakest moment? When I put you in surgery and you've got a 40 inch incision across your belly and all you can do is sit there in a towel and nobody touch you wow. you witness your heroin addict neighbor that's with you in your room. And two women would always stay with me if my husband wasn't able to be with me. And, and, and I would, you know, one day this lady at the hospital, she just said, Miss Debbie, she said, I'm listening to you women talk. And she said, my mom hates me. She said, I'm a heroin addict and she won't let me come home. And she goes, I tell God every day, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm such a failure. And I just, I told her, I said, I know what you feel like. I said, I tell God every day, I'm such a failure. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I told this girl, I don't even remember her name now because it's been, you know, 20 some odd years ago. But I told her, I said, you're more right with God than half the church yeah you at least know that you are a sinner and that's the beginning exactly um, 
I asked my husband, it, it, it was a lot to us at the time with what I was going through. Yeah. But I asked him to empty our bank account and we gave her a card and I wrote a letter as if I was a spiritual mama mm -hmm. and I released her into walking healthy, into being whole, complete healing. Mm -hmm. I never heard from that woman again, mm -hmm. but I know I made an impact in her yes, life, sure. but I was sitting in the corner naked in a, in a sheet because I couldn't stand anything on my body. Wow. And these two old ladies mothers in the faith would go over and I said, we're going to pull your curtain back and I'm going to pray, but they're going to lay hands on you. And we're going to ask God to turn your life around and change it and make provision. Even if everything's a brand new path. And wow. I've always wondered what happened to her, but there's so many stories like that now, Joanna, that yeah. I've said, yes, God, I'll serve you. Even at my weakest moment, being naked in the sheet is a pretty weak place to be. Yeah. I'd say that's the, probably the most vulnerable place you're going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You naked know, in the sheet in the hospital room. Wow. Yeah. And you did, God used you and you surrendered to the Lord. And I think that that's a really key component is getting to that place where you it's obedience. It's mm -hmm. to, you just make the choice to do it. You know, what would you say for our listeners who are, haven't really begun their journey, but they're in this place where they, they have to make a change. What would you say would be the first step for them towards their victory journey? The first thing I think I would say to them is that God knows your name. Mm. You are not hidden. And when you send out a cry SOS mm. to him, he answers. That's right. He will break down mountains, cross oceans, climb mountains, dig you out of a hole. Mm -hmm. But it's a process. Mm -hmm. But it begins with surrendering. You know, a little puppy or a kitty will lay on its back and they'll bear its belly. Mm -hmm. and and if it trusts you as an, right. you know, an, an adult because one bite out of their tummy can kill them mm. and to me laying down and saying god i acknowledge that you know who i am mm -hmm. i acknowledge that i have a name and that i'm worth something to you i acknowledge that you spoke to me in the womb of my mother mm -hmm. she may not have been who i would have chosen but you chose her to bring me into this world Right. And now I want to fulfill the purpose and the destiny that you spoke to me about when I was in the womb. So take me back before trauma. Take me back before failings. Take me back and speak to me once again, those pure purposes and destinies that I have so that I might become who you've made me to be. Mm -hmm. And let me yield to your ways because my ways have got me nowhere. Right. My ways have caught me up in disease and disasters and, and, and a lot of it, Joanna, a lot of the uh, things that we walk through, we don't ask for. Mm -hmm. They're put upon us because of earth's condition. Mm -hmm. But when we cry out to a holy God, it said yet again, will I cry out to you on your holy hill, mm -hmm. lift my hands to you, you know, and, and I'm going to ask you to help me think about Jonah when he was in the whale. That's pretty bad when you're, and I've yeah. been that low. I've been that low where you're down in the seaweed in the muck and you think there's no grace to get out of this. Right. And don't think at 457 pounds that I didn't feel that way because I did. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'd be driving by in a car with my husband and someone would shout terrible things through the window in front of my children. Uh, and I, I was just shocked. Why would people do that and be harmful to someone? But they are. Yeah. And, and I, 
I was just in denial where I was at. But I, if, if I was to speak to the people that are there, a journey begins one step at a time. Right. And it begins with like what you were talking about. Repenting means turn around and take a different path. Right. Where you're going, if, if you haven't changed, you've got to have to do something different. And, and sometimes you'll find differences for a season and then all of a sudden that season's over and then it's right. like, God goes, okay, now we got to step it up again. Mm-hmm. You know, like with me learning to step now and lift my legs in front of me, right. exercise my core. Yeah. I'm running in the pool, you know, things like that. Yeah. And I have to change my mind perspective again. Right. But I remember asking when David prayed over me and several other men had prayed over me, what kind of faith did they have, Joanna, to pray over someone who is bigger around than they were wide mm-hmm. you know, or tall and say, God's going to bring about healing to your body? Mm-hmm. What faith that took to take a step. But now when I look at people who are overweight, that's the place I want to be with them and say, I, I want to help change your perspective. That's right. I want, I want you to see how you see how God sees you, not how you see you, because I believed all the labels and the lies that were around me and they just added more to my demise. Yeah. When God said that I'm his daughter, that I'm a delight to him. That's right. That I have purpose and destiny, you know? And so that's, that's dealing with the mental part. Right. Reshaping my thinking. And yeah. gaining a new perspective. And, and that is the key right there. And this is, um, I want to encourage uh, everyone who's listening right now. I want you to write down, take a piece of paper and take a minute to write down and ask the Holy Spirit to show you what are the lies that you believe about yourself? I'm ugly. I'm stupid. I'm worthless. I, I'm fat. I'm too old. Whatever it is, I want you to write down that lie. And that's step number one. Step number two, I want you to write the opposite that is truth. So if you think you're ugly, I want you to write, I am beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you, it, because God says you're beautiful. Isaiah 62, three says, you are a royal diadem in the hand of your God, a royal beauty in the hand of Yahweh. So then I want you to write the truth. Then I want you to come out of agreement. So you're going to say, I renounce the lie that I'm ugly. And I accept the truth that I am beautiful and created in God's image. Uh And I break off every spirit that has been attached to me. And I command it to never return to me in Jesus name. So I really want to hear you guys' testimonies when you do that. And Debbie and I, we're going to, we're going to pray for you, Debbie. I want you to, uh, we're we're going to conclude. And I want us to pray prophetically um, over whatever God reveals to you. We're just going to go into prayer for, for everyone right now and, and just invite the Holy spirit in. Holy Spirit, we just come before you. And I thank you that the truth is you dwell within us. And our bodies are your temple. And so I pray that a mindset is developed today where we take on the mind of Christ. We take on the Holy Spirit's ways and that our perspective is changed from the lies that we have believed about ourselves and we turn them to the truth. There's 40 I am's in the Bible that say who we are in God. Mm -hmm. 
And Father, I pray that each woman will, and, and men too, it's not just the women, it's men also mm-hmm. that need to know who we are in you mm-hmm. and not the lies that we've chosen to believe that really keep us from moving in purpose and our destiny. Yeah. God, I, I pray that you would awaken people to your cry, to your heart cry, to what you speak about us, to what you say about us, that we can fulfill the purpose that you have set before us today. And I pray that when our mindsets are fixed on lies that we have chosen to believe, that you will just turn that thinking around. And, and I remember the day when I kept saying, I'm such a failure. I'm such a failure. I'm such a failure. And you sent a woman to say, you're not a failure. You just don't have vision for where God's wanting to take you and what he's wanting to do with you. And you're believing the lies instead of believing the truth. Mm -hmm. So father, take these days and take our lives that we've chosen to be partakers in and learn, help us to learn what Joanna was saying, the opposites, the things that you speak over us. I want to thank you for the SOSs that are going out of people right now and saying, God, is it possible? Is it possible that you would rescue someone like me? Lord, you are a rescuer. You are a redemptive. You restore. And that's what I cry out for the people right now that are sitting in their car. They're sitting, listening to a radio, to watching the podcast Mm -hmm. and, and just feeling hopeless but you would come in and inject them with hope and faith and belief and the ability to take a different path to get uh, provision for excellent information where uh, people can find out eating healthy and, and that one choice at a time, every day at a time that you'll bring about change that's more expedient than what you've done with me, but that people can recover quicker and have full restoration in every way in their lives in Jesus name. In Jesus name. And Lord, we also pray father that you would speak to them in dreams and visions. Yes. Thank you now, Lord, for giving them dreams and visions and bringing them encouragement from the North, the East, the South, and the West. Just like Debbie had this woman who came to her and spoke word of life. I pray forth now messengers of God to go forth to your children now who need a message. They are desperate and they need a message. So we just pray that forth now from the Northeast and South and the West in the name of Jesus. Yes. And we break off every lying spirit off of them, Lord, and we release truth unto them. And I thank you now, Lord, just, just as you help us when we are faithless, when you are faithful. So I thank you, Lord God, that you are faithful, Jesus. And I thank you now you are faithful to respond to the prayers of the SOS. Help me, Jesus, help me. So we just thank you now for transformed lives And we break off all these destiny halters that have halted you um, from moving forward in what you know God's calling you to do, whether it's writing a book or it's getting your health back or it's losing weight or it's coming out of this addiction. And now, Lord, I pray for your angels to go forth and, and break off every destiny hindrance in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just cover them all under the blood of the lamb and we lose your blessings. And I bless Debbie. I thank you for her visit with me today. I thank you for her powerful story of victory, victory in her journey. And we just bless her hands and we bless her feet and the, and the fruit of all that she does in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
Wow. Well, Debbie, it was awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today. We're going to have you back for part two. So stay tuned, you guys, for part two, because that's going to be even better. <laughs> Remember, you're all a diamond of the Lord, and he's revealing the diamond. Within. Thank you for listening to Reveal the Diamond Within podcast. If you're blessed by today's message, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Help us spread the gospel. Visit me at virtualchurchmedia.com. God bless you, and we'll see you in the next session.